This is 680 CJOB. Welcome to the main ingredient. Kevin Bergen here. Who loves barbecue? Or should I ask, who doesn't like barbecue? I have a friend who is well-versed in barbecue and owns a great barbecue restaurant called Smokin' Hog Barbecue Company, located at 1867 Springfield Road inside Harborview Park. Bernie Lutzer? Yes. (laughs) Did I say it right? Yes. You're not going to correct me a thousand times? No. (laughs) How's it going, brother? It's going great. So we've known each other for a couple minutes, huh? For a little while. Oh, I think a little bit more than a couple of minutes. How long have we known each other? Where, Where did we meet? Uh, we met, uh, one of the restaurants that I was working at. That was Mondetta World, we determined, right? Mondetta World Cafe. That I was in the 90s. That was in the 90s, yeah. That was a great place to have fun. That was, that was a good place. I worked, oh my goodness, I had, I was in my 20s then, man. I was in my prime. We had a great time. We had a great time. Okay, so now here we are, like 25 years later. Yes. In a studio, and we're about to talk about... You being a restaurant, like, I mean, we've known each other and seen each other over, over so last, many different places, yeah. right? We just bump into each other and, hey, how are you doing? You know, work last, day, last, working last, during the day. Last 10 years have been probably at work on Broadway. On Broadway, right? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. So, you know what? Let's start with you and cooking, right? Yes. How did you get into the kitchen, first of all? I've always had a passion for cooking. Uh, I started uh, basically cooking with my mom, helping her out, doing odds and end jobs. And then uh, I took uh, cooking in uh, high school for a couple of years, actually three years. And then uh, from there, I sort of stepped away for a little bit. And then uh, my one of my first jobs I got was working in the restaurant as a dishwasher. And uh, How old were you then? I was only six. 17 at that time mm-hmm. and that was just a job you just say you know what i need some money yeah i never, I never thought dishes. of it as moving on to a career or anything like that um the more i was in the restaurant industry though there was a desire to get into uh uh getting my red seal and everything but uh it just never evolved that way because at that time it wasn't a really big money maker so I looked for jobs where I could actually make a little bit more money than the restaurant industry. But now, uh, looking back and everything, uh, being a little older and wiser, uh, it's wiser? Uh, somewhat wiser. <laughs> I guess opening totally a restaurant kidding. ain't I'm too kidding. wise, eh? <laughs> you know, I'm kidding, brother. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, now it's more passion driven than it is financially rewarding Mm -hmm. um it's just uh i've taken on barbecue and it's a whole different art i have to teach myself how to do barbecue because it's not the traditional line cooking or cooking french cuisine or north american food it's it's totally different beast Uh, cook times are a lot longer um you know, you're taking uh, ribs, for example, and cooking them anywhere from four to five hours. Pork shoulders, you're looking for your pulled pork, you're looking at uh, 12 hours. Brisket, 15 hours. So it's it's a lot longer, and uh, there's a little bit more involved uh, than just throwing a piece of meat on the grill and letting her go. Totally, 100%. Your life in the culinary field has evolved yes. step by step. Like, even when we were working in the daytime, I would bump to you in the hallways, 
and you would be talk about the different things that you had gotten into, what you were barbecuing now, the different things you're doing. So let's talk about your, your evolution in barbecue, how it started. Um, it started probably 15, 16 years ago, just using a gas grill out at the cabin. Just and like a regular one anybody uses in the back of the house. Just a regular one that anybody uses. And what I did was I used to make uh, a little pouch uh, with some wood chips in it, put it on the hot side, turn the other half off, and cook everything on the cold side. Mm -hmm. And eventually that sort of evolved because I couldn't cook enough food for my guests. So Maybe I you invited too many people, right? Yeah, I guess maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're out at the cabin and it's, you know, people drop in. So Right. So and then, the, more, the more people you cook for, great food, the more people keep coming. Absolutely. So then I went into getting a charcoal grill and we uh, used a charcoal grill. It was a Weber Smoky Mountain, uh, which is, looks almost like a... Almost looks like an R2D2, basically. But mm -hmm. you put your charcoal on the bottom. You got a water pan, and then uh, you put your meats in and let it cook low and slow. So why did you change to that? What did that do for the flavor of meat? Um, I got a little bit more flavor because I could use different types of wood in it. Mm -hmm. And it was strictly charcoal with the water pan. So now my meat was coming out a lot moister. Um, it's absorbing the, 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 the water in there? Well, the moisture would just basically help keep the meat mo uh, moist. It wouldn't mm -hmm. dry it out. When you're cooking on a gas grill, it's a direct heat, and gas uh, flame tends to dry out the food a lot quicker oh, than, yeah. than if you're uh, using uh, wood. Uh, on my uh, wood grill, if you put your hand over top of the chimney, uh, there's actually moisture. Your hand gets wet from the moisture coming off of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So from there... It evolved to doing a few barbecue competitions with a friend of mine, Jim Beauchamp, mm -hmm. who has left the uh, barbecue uh, catering and that. He's retired now. Uh, but we went on a few competitions. We did really well, had a lot of fun, uh, opened up a whole new world to me. And from there... Why would he suggest that you go on a barbecue competition with him. Was that something that you had thought of doing or he just thought, I, I never, you know I never thought of doing it. It was more, uh, Hey, let's, let's go on a, it's like going on a weekend fishing trip with the boys. So, and it's something I was interested in. So, right, so we're going to go on a trip. We're going to have some fun. We're going to, we're going to barbecue. Yeah. And so we went into the competition. We did really well, won a few ribbons in that, won a few awards. And then from there, it sort of evolved to, uh, a few more competitions. We did well. And then, Eventually, I ended up buying a $5,000 barbecue. So it, it's just an evolution thing here, you know? Fully, yeah. So uh, after that... Uh, is, is, is it lucrative at that point? Or is it just uh, passion-driven again? You're pumping your money in, or are you making money to pay for your toys? It can make uh, money for you. Right. If you're just doing it out of your backyard, then it's just, you know, more passion-driven, you know, having meals for your friends. But if it's done right, yes, you can make a, a decent living on it. But it, it is a tough grind to get recognized that you have good barbecue. Bernie Lutzer, the owner of Smoking Hog Barbecue Company, is my guest today on The Main Ingredient. And we are going to talk about his evolution in barbecue when we return. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen. Smoking Hog Barbecue Company owner Bernie Lutzer is my guest today on the show. And we are talking about how he went from backyard barbecuing to winning barbecue competitions to now owning his own barbecue restaurant. After buying that barbecue, I ended up having a trailer built for myself 
and uh, that trailer was a food truck. Uh, it got me exposure. First of all, I needed I needed a uh, commissary, <clears throat> which I didn't have. Right. So the trailer was a full-blown kitchen. I put my barbecue inside there. I had fridge, running water, everything was there. So from there, I went and hit Broadway. I hit Morris Stampede, uh, Transcona High Neighbor Festival, all the little... Uh, functions that were going on in the city. Right, and I remember that because we'd always talk every time you came back to work and yep. what'd you do this weekend? This is what I did. Yeah, had fun. Yep. Slinging barbecue. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yep. You know, and uh, at that point, yes, it's lucrative. Caterings are very good. Once that snowballed, it got to a point where I couldn't cook out of that trailer anymore and I had to do the next evolution thing and that's get myself a, a proper kitchen where I can cook for more people. Were you okay? So, were you hesitant to do that? What um, What was the thought thought process to going to each level? Like, I was I was hesitant at first, but once I evaluated everything and how many caterings I was having come in, I had to. It, it was a forced play. Like, I it came up uh, probably I would say February March where I realized I needed a a, a real kitchen. Because we're talking brick, a brick and mortar kitchen. Yeah. Like a building. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because uh, by March, I had pretty much my whole summer booked up and I was taking caterings that were more than 150 people. I couldn't do any more than that out right. of the trailer. Got it. So. And who are you to say no to jobs, huh? If <laughs> want you to cook, you're never going to say no. Hey, it's more of wanting to share with people yeah. your, your good barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are hilarious. But you were, again, passionate. Yeah. Because every conversation we had was about barbecue. Yeah. and I thought this guy anybody, is obsessed. Any, anybody I talk to about barbecue, I get right into it. You and do. I try and explain to them the fundamentals of barbecue, what it takes to make good barbecue. And I, I've mentored a few people over the years. And uh, there's a few of us uh, in Manitoba that do barbecue. And uh, we share ideas back and forth. We have some camaraderie uh, going on. Mm-hmm. Um if you have a problem with your barbecue or you you need a hand, the guys are willing to help you out and you do the same in return. You know, I got a f- couple of friends of mine, you know, occasionally they've said, well, I got a really big function, you know, can you throw some extra meats on for me? So I'll help them out. I'll throw extra meats on them. They'll come and pick them up and take them to their function. Oh, Plus sweet. We, yeah, so you work together. It's not uh, a rivalry as to... Who can do the most barbecue uh, on their own? Uh, you, There's you, enough business for everybody. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? So, and you can absolutely. get more done if with with other guys yep. helping you out, right? Yeah. And you learn a lot more. There's different techniques. Yeah. Like the techniques are endless, right? Oh, absolutely. There's all kinds of different barbecue. Like today, for example, I did uh, approximately 200 pounds of jerk chicken, and you didn't uh, call me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It, it was it was it was for a friend of mine who owns uh, Are You Caribbean Me. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, and uh, so he came into the kitchen, and uh, we uh, cooked off a whole pile of chicken, and then I was stuffing sausages all day So, because we make our own sausage in-house. Right, yeah. And uh, passed the day along. Great way to pass your day off. Yeah. For well, sure. That's awesome. <laughs> um, how did the conversations go at home every time you were about to go to the next level? You know what um, I mean? Or does your wife just expect it now? Yeah, he's doing this now. No, no. she's not expecting it. It's uh, when well, <laughs> that's a really touchy subject. Yeah, you know if this if, is a news station, I'm all nosy. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it is a very 
It is a very tough uh, balancing act. Uh, the last 11 years, my weekends have been spent every Saturday basically doing caterings. Uh, we have a cabin, and uh, a lot of times, if, I, if I'm not too tired, Saturday night I'll get in the truck, head out to the cabin, and spend at least Sunday with the family. Um, there's a lot of times, though, where I'm spending way too much time at the restaurant that I have sure. now and catering as well. She thought I was crazy when I opened the restaurant. <laughs> you know, she says, you're doing what? You're retired, you know? That's, and that's a point, too. You, you, you did 30 years 30 for the government? Years, 30 years for the federal government, yes. You retire, yes. and then a you year. work even more. Yeah. Yeah, I went from seven and a half hours to, what is it now, uh, uh, I'd say 13-hour days. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Like, that's retirement? Yeah. It's passion-driven. Well, part of it is trying to get the uh, trying to get the right kind of staff in mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. I have a really good crew right now. They're really good. Uh, bless their heart. They all work in harmony there. Uh, Who was the girl that, that served us the other night? That was, I believe... I believe that was Courtney that was serving she's us. She's pretty awesome. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah. Um, but my waitresses, they'll go in the back and do prep work. They'll do dishes where... Right, there, there is no, but that's not my job. No, there it needs we to be don't done. have you that. got to get that done. We have, uh, on a busy night, uh, when we have a restaurant full, things are happening. There's only one or two waitresses on. Uh, it's not uncommon where, uh, one of us from the line will start running plates out to the customers as well. So we all work together as a team, mm -hmm. um, to do one thing and that's give our guests the best possible service. Uh, on the average, uh, from the time that we get the order at the back of the house to the time that people get their food on the plate or on the table, uh, I'd say you're looking at approximately 10 minutes. Wow, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's really good. And the service is great. So um, there is no, there is no, that's not my job. They, everybody pitches in. And I told all my staff, I says, you know, I told them I'm truly blessed to have you here helping me and doing a goal, and that's to serve the best barbecue we can. And uh, the other thing is... Um, when they first started, I told them, I says, I don't want you just there for the paychecks. I want you to be here because you want to be a part of something. You mm -hmm. want to be a part of the restaurant and you want to see it succeed. And every one of them, they're on board with trying to make the restaurant succeed. There is no success in any business, especially the restaurant industry, without good staff. More with Smoke and Hog Barbecue Company when we return. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen. Bernie Lutzer, owner of Smoke and Hog Barbecue Company, is here in studio today, and we are talking about staff. Right, half of the battle with running any business, especially a restaurant, is <clears throat> getting good staff. Absolutely. Right, that's a, that's and and getting good staff to stay. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So so far, it's been pretty good for you. Yeah, I have a really great kitchen manager. Uh, Aaron has uh, has really uh, done a great job in getting us going and keeping us on the straight and narrow. Every once in a while, I try to veer off and try and say, no, can we do this? And he's like, no, we can't do that because it just doesn't fit into the budget. We can't do that. 
you know, so I was like, okay, fine. You yeah. know, sometimes you got to perfect the things that you're doing too before you veer off into. Yeah, well, areas. we we have a solid menu right now. For sure, but now I concur. <laughs> <laughs> our our menu is solid. There's not a lot of things that don't belong. It is strictly barbecue. We do ribs, chicken, pulled pork, and uh, brisket, and occasionally we'll throw a special in, but right. not very often. We try and stay with the core menu. We, it's good uh, testing, though, to throw in a special there, see how, how it's received, right? Yep, absolutely. And then uh, our sides keep uh, rolling around. We have uh, a standard, which is our bourbon maple beans. We have... Uh, I think those are the bourbon maple beans are the ones that have peaches in them, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so we're, we're, hang on. Where do peaches come into play here? How did you... Uh, I've never seen that before, but a, it tastes awesome. A good friend of mine, uh, Jim Johnson, who... Uh, lives out in Tennessee uh, he also is one of the reps for uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society mm-hmm. uh, he came and he tried my beans and everything he says I says they're good but I want to take them to another level right. and he says, separate yourself yeah uh, he says you want to make that a signature dish throw peaches in it so I threw peaches in it and now when you eat the pe- when you eat the the beans you don't taste the peaches, but when you bite into one, it's like biting into a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, yeah. And they have a nice flavor. Yeah. So that's a constant on our menu. Uh, mac and cheese, we make that from scratch as well. It's nice, crispy on top of that. That yeah. was really good. And that mac and cheese um, is always on the menu. Then we have uh, uh, succotash that comes in occasionally into play. Suffering succotash. <laughs> What's succotash? Succotash is uh, <laughs> corn, uh, some peppers, um, fresh herbs, and uh, a little bit of chicken stock and some vinegar in there just to give it a little bit of a tart flavor. And then the other thing that uh, we've been carrying now for the last three months, I believe, maybe more, Took us a while to get going, but uh, we serve collard greens, and there's uh, I think we're the. And only I'd never one. had those before. I'd never had them. They were really good. And they're, we're, I enjoyed we're it. We're probably one of the only ones in the city that serve collard greens. Okay, so maybe you can explain what collard greens are. Collard greens, they're they're good. <laughs> uh, collard greens are. If you're going to compare them to something, because again, I when would, you brought them out, I'm like, what are these? I would compare them to uh, Swiss chard. Right, yes. Uh, but just a little bit more of a peppery flavor right. to them. Right, yep. Um, we make our own chicken stock in-house, and that's what we use to cook our collard greens in. And then if we have uh, some sausage left over, we throw that in there as well, yep. you know, just to add a little bit to it. And then uh, another one that we carry is corn. We've been having <laughs> corn on the cob now since uh, about May. We've been bringing it in, yep. so it's it's great, you know. What about, let's talk about the uh, dinner sampler that we had, me and Lewis. Sample platter. The sample platter, that was crazy. You found your match. You, you found your match. I found my match. And the funny thing is, was, this is going to sound very strange, I was oozing barbecue when I left there. Like, the <laughs> next morning, my shirt smelled like barbecue. I could smell barbecue, like, coming out of my face, but it was, like, awesome. It's like, a good smell, eh? It is, it is a really good smell. Um yeah, that big dinner platter, it's like 25 bucks. 25 bucks. I, for, and I, okay, so you, I told you, platter. I can eat. Like, yes, you can. I can put away some food. But and I you, could not finish that. When and you when look, you put it down, I'm like... You look at the tray. I'm like, I'm going to kill that. That's it, nothing. Yeah, and we, we we put all our food on uh, sheet pans. Which, so it's with, huge. So with, it makes it look pan. like there's, there's, it look, there's less food. It doesn't look like a lot, but once you start going at it... I, 
a lot of people have found their match on that. You know? I yeah, dude, I I did. We got takeout boxes. <laughs> <laughs> dude, is that, that must be a really popular dish, right? It is. It, it's one of our number one sellers because that gives the customer a little bit of everything to try that right. we have in house. Yep. And uh, there's been a few people that have been known to share it, um, but that's uh, not a dumb idea. No, it's not. But uh, you know. So it's it's sort of enough to share, but it's not. You know, it's sort of borderline. So mm-hmm. some of the people are fighting about who's going to get the pulled pork because you only get about two ounces of pulled pork. Right. Chicken, you're getting a nice piece of chicken in there. And, uh, so you see people duke it out over who's going to get what. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, you know, it's not really sharing food. I don't I don't really want to share. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a bit greedy, especially yeah. about with the meat. Like the meat is, when you bite into something in there, there is no I kind of like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it all has a good flavor. And I find a lot of times when you bite into it, if it's done really well, you bite into it and you put it down and wait about three or four minutes, there's that taste that's in your mouth where I want some more of this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and then after a while you start eating, you, you can't stop because you're glutton because it's good, you know? Right. right. So you, your ribs are not served with sauce. You have the sauce on the side. We got nothing to hide. We put our sauce on the side. We got nothing to hide. We put our sauce on the side. So you had sauce for your clown. You, got, <laughs> you had some sort of rhyme for everything. Um, you had sauce for the pull for the pulled pork. Yes. And you had a sauce for the ribs. Yes. Maybe we can talk about those two sauces because the one for the pulled pork had a, it was what? Uh, the pulled pork is uh, considered a pig picking sauce. Mm-hmm. That sauce uh, is the sauce that I actually started with since I had the food truck, uh, reason being is I didn't have a stove to cook my sauce with Mm -hmm. and I had to come up with a, a a decent, uh, barbecue sauce that was going to complement my, uh, my pulled pork. And, uh, this sauce is a, uh, vinegar and tomato sauce based. And there's some seasoning in there to give it a little bit of a tart flavor to it. Um, but it really complements the pork really nice. It, uh, it takes the pork, not that the pork isn't good without it, mm-hmm. but it is because I didn't, I forgot that I had sauce. <clears throat> I ate probably half of it without it. Yeah. And then I realized, oh yeah, this and is then, sauce midnight. Then, I dipped it in. And then you tried it yeah. and it took it to another level. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. Right. So that's. Then that, I was kind of mad because and, I didn't. And that's, that's the thing with, with barbecue. If you cook it properly, you don't really need any sauce. The sauce is there as a compliment. It, it, it'll it elevate your meats to another level. Right. It just helps it that much more. Right, but it's not a necessity. No, it's not. Right. Uh, the sauce for the ribs now. That is a whiskey maple sauce. That is like to die for. That was that, that was really good. And that, again, I did the same thing. I forgot the sauce is there. And exactly like you said, it kind of took it to another level. Just so flavorful. That's that particular sauce. Uh, when we make a batch, we use, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's eight liters. Mm-hmm. And out of those eight liters, one liter or half a liter is Jack Daniels, and we also put in about one liter of maple syrup. Hang on, uh, you put in a liter of actual Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels, yes. We go through. I don't know how much Jack Daniels at the restaurant because we use it in our bourbon maple beans as well. Uh, I knew I liked you for some reason. <laughs> and there it is. Jack Daniels and barbecue. I love this, man. More with Bernie Lutzer and Smoking Hog Barbecue Restaurant after a quick break. 
Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. Kevin Bergen here. We are talking barbecue with smoking Hog Barbecue owner Bernie Lutzer, and we're talking about the excellent sauces he makes in-house. That particular sauce, uh, when we use the maple syrup on there, uh, we don't use a no-name brand maple syrup. We use a good quality maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Um like, well, you can't, you can't go half-ass. No, you can't have this quality meat cooking it the way that it's cooked, and then sheep out on the sauce. No, you can't. And there's there's a lot of guys that uh, do barbecue, and they buy sauces that are pre-made uh, by another manufacturer and mm-hmm. slap their label on it. Um, that's fine and dandy. That's their they're the ones that are doing it. I I'm more hands-on. I like to have everything made in-house as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, our rubs are made in-house uh, as well. We have uh, three different rubs that we use. One's for our, uh, for our pork. Then we have another one for chicken. We have another one for uh, our sausage. We have another one for, uh, for our brisket. Brisket, we pretty much do it a very similar way to the way they do it in Texas. Yes, and it's uh, nothing overly fancy. Uh, if I find it helps uh, the meat just shine on its own. And it's just a combination of salt and pepper and a few other little spices. You assault the meat. Get it? Okay, so where are you located? Right? 18, 1867 Harborview. It's uh, Harborview Park and Recreation Center. Um, right, so if you're going off Springfield, like I don't know that area, so when we well, came down. When you come down La Jemodier, you'll turn, you'll see a sign on the corner that says Harborview. Uh, there's a dog park there and everything as well. You drive down Springfield going east, go down approximately a mile or so, and on the left-hand side, you'll see the gate going into Harborview. There's a golf course there, nine-hole, par three. Uh, you got mini golf there, lawn bowling, tennis courts, soccer pitch, and then you have our facility, which is the restaurant, which holds approximately 80 people. It's mm-hmm. all nice Great host view. and bean. Uh, you're overlooking the water. Yep. You got our pelicans there. Yeah, that's I think, right I think we're the only place I have <laughs> your bouncers, urban, urban, urban pelicans. I know they just hang out there, just <laughs> they hang out around. Yeah, and then uh, we also have a banquet facility which holds approximately 150 people. Do you guys book banquets for your, in your facility? We book banquets and weddings. And you still uh, cater, right? We still cater. We we got our plate full. Uh, sometimes some weekends we uh, can't keep the gravy on the plate because you're running the restaurant, you're running the banquet facility. And you're doing a catering on the side as well. So, good size kitchen, though. That kitchen can handle it. You got a good size kitchen. Yes, we do. You know, I appreciate you showing me how you prepare the meat, how you trim the meat, right? Yeah, that's uh, used to take me. The the briskets used to take me 20 minutes. I've kind of nailed that down to about 10 minutes now on trimming, and the trimming of the brisket uh, um, is no different than the way I trim the brisket for. Uh, for the bom- or not for the bombers for the um, for the competition, mm-hmm. uh, I take uh, my fat down to a certain level. It's very similar to a competition style trim. I also uh, do a few uh, cooks for uh, the bomber stadium as well mm-hmm. for investors group. Chef there uh, occasionally drops a few hundred pounds of brisket on me and says, "I need those done, please." <laughs> you know, so on the average, it's about maybe. 
four or five hundred pounds in one shot. So that's that's crazy. It's well within my capacity. How much can okay? So you have a that big? Is that a smoker or a barbecue in back? Well, we call it a barbecue. There's a difference. That's uh, like a, it's the size of a small house. It, it is. I actually t- this morning I was inside the thing. I mean, you're inside I, it. I I took all the shelving out and I went inside and I was cleaning it out and I gave it a thorough cleaning and everything. Mm-hmm. I was actually standing inside it. Well, no doubt it's huge. Yeah. So how much meat can you fit inside that thing? I if can, they dropped off four or five hundred pounds, can all that go in that thing at once? Absolutely. Seriously? I, I do seven hundred pounds of uh, brisket in one shot. Kick, it, is, it all gets cooked the same, all evenly, all no matter even. where it's placed, it cooks the same. Absolutely. Wow. Um, because there's a couple of fans inside that help like a circulate. Convection kind of, it's yeah. like a convection. Yeah. The uh, so there's uh, 700 pounds on that, 700 pounds of pork shoulder. On the brisket equates to about approximately 70 whole briskets and shoulders is about the same, mm-hmm. about 70. 700, just to give you a, a, a vision, 700 pounds of pork shoulder once shredded equates to approximately 2,000 pulled pork sandwiches <laughs> at four <laughs> ounces a piece. <laughs> <laughs> how many people you have don't worry about it we i can, got you covered we, we can take care of it <laughs> you do like big numbers you do like serving a lot of people you've always loved to i like making people happy like you you actually do you know what i mean yeah. like that really makes you happy doesn't it it does when when the, the biggest thrill is when people come back to you after and they're like wow that was some of the best barbecue i ever had how'd you do that and then they start asking they're like a barbecue pimp yeah, pretty I'm much. Saying, you know, you <laughs> Pimp my barbecue. <laughs> it's totally true. <laughs> Ever since I've known you, that's all you've talked about. You've really always been obsessed with barbecue. Yeah, it's it's great. You know, it's a it's a because not everybody can do it. It's mm-hmm. it's an art. Mm-hmm. You know? But everybody loves it. Well, Nine out of ten people. You know, unless you're not a meat eater. Yeah. But even still, there's uh, still stuff you can barbecue down well, to this when meat. I, when I first started this venture, mm-hmm. my worst barbecue was still the best barbecue you ever had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a clown. <laughs> 11 years ago, yeah. my worst barbecue was still the best barbecue. No doubt, man. That yeah, was good. Um, let's talk about your hours and, and give people, uh, tell them how they contact you guys. Our hours are from uh, 11 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. Uh, Monday or sorry, we're closed on Mondays. Uh, that's from Tuesday until Saturday and Sundays we're open from 10 o'clock till three o'clock. Website? Uh, smoking hog barbecue company. Phone number? Uh, it's a test here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I got 204-91-BBQ-4-U. Is that right? 9-I-BBQ-4-U. Oh, so is that an I? Yes. Oh, Okay. I, th- I thought it was a 20491. Yeah, I, I, I had to fight hard to get that number. I was just a. Uh, IBBQ for you. Or 942-2748. You're on Facebook? Yes, we are. Instagram? Yes, we are. So people can see all your goodies on Instagram. They can and stuff. see all the food porn they want. All the food porn. Well, nice. Thanks for coming in, buddy. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Smoking Hog Barbecue Restaurant. If you want good barbecue, that's the place you need to go. That's it for the main ingredient today. And don't forget, you can download every episode of the main ingredient on iTunes or Google Play. And I'll talk to you next week about great local food here on 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.